So, Rob, what have you been following in the podcasting space? I've, I've got a couple of hot items to talk about. Well, I just wanted to, to say I appreciate everybody that's jumped into the room uh, to, to join us on Clubhouse. Uh, it's great to be back here again, and we're going to be back here on a regular basis and hoping that we can keep the technical difficulties down to to a minimum. But uh, I appreciate everybody that's in the room right now that, that, that joined us and and I don't know, there's just been a lot of stuff come up this week around Apple. Uh, so, and I think I kind of alluded to a few things in last week's episode, but, uh, or the last, last, uh, the last episode. Are you still there, Todd? Yep, I'm still here. Okay. Um, but yeah, some changes that are coming to the Apple Podcasts, uh, platform, uh, that are fairly significant. I, I would imagine it's sparking a lot of, Discussion in the podcasting medium right now around, uh, uh, you know, the implications of this. And I, I think maybe we should, uh, try and clarify some of that. So I don't know, Todd, if you've kept a close eye on this or not, but it was big news in pod news over the last Yeah, couple. you know, and, and my reaction is mixed. And again, some of it is my grumpy long time podcasting perspective. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I think what we've, you know, first of all, the ability to go to 2,000 episodes, you know, be careful what you wish for on that. Right. And uh, we'll see how that develops over, over time. But I think Apple acquiesced to the pressure of Spotify and and other platforms by changing the, you know, in Apple Podcasts, the app, changing it from subscribe to follow. So, you know, I have, you know, historically I've got, yeah, well, let's let me first say up front is, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to be like totally freaked out that they've changed this, but there in in maybe in the modern podcaster doesn't care. And but they don't understand the significance, and I guess the best way to describe it and Rob, I think I saw something you posted too is that right. I subscribe to a YouTube channel. I follow cars. So um, and I subscribe to podcast, um, and I follow other places. Follow to me is a less, it's less of a commitment. And maybe that's where we're at today. Someone told me, um, I don't want to subscribe and be dedicated to a, to a podcast. I want to be able to follow and listen when I want to. And I'm like, well, what's the difference? So, um, I think that follow is, is, is a, term that's being used by a lot of platforms but again people have no problem subscribing to a youtube channel but somehow subscribe is this dirty word now for podcasting so i guess we're going to be please follow and subscribe at newmediashow.com <laughs> right <laughs> well because the truth of the matter is, is not all the platforms not all the listening platforms are making this change so on some of the platforms uh some of the listening apps uh, subscribe will be there until it is changed. Uh, I would imagine that we'll see probably wholesale change from subscribe to follow. Um, Apple tends to lead these kinds of changes. And there's certainly, um, you know, I think that there is something to be said for the, the word subscribe implying a uh, potential payment involved. I think we've, we've all been conditioned, uh, I think, by, based on other platforms um, that have always had a, a payment related to that terminology so so i think um and certainly follow uh is a term that's used more in the realm of uh, social 
media platforms, right? Um, so as you think about, you know, podcasting being sucked up into the world of Clubhouse, right? I think you could make the case that this is, this is a, you know, the timing of this is kind of interesting on that front as well, that maybe, um, maybe people are looking for uh, podcasting to be less of a, of an automated download commitment to their schedule. Uh, as it's become more of a click play experience, uh, I know I've heard, um, some in the podcasting space say that this has pretty wide ranging potential impacts on the download metrics, um, around all of our podcasts. And, uh, I think that's probably, there's probably some significance to that. So I don't know if you want to talk about how you think maybe the implications of this might be once, uh, the automated download functionality has been removed from the Apple platform. Well, that's where they're misinformed. Right. Apple has removed, and for a couple of years, if you subscribe to a show raw, right. it, it doesn't automatically download. It hasn't automatically downloaded for a couple of years. So everyone's saying, oh, now that they follow, they're not automatically downloading. No, they, they stopped that a long time ago. You had to initiate the first listen in order for an app, the Apple Podcast app, to actually now start downloading episodes, so people thinking that this is a, a change from Apple's the Apple Podcast app's functionality are wrong because I don't know where the hell people have been at, but for a, a, a couple of years now, the default function has been subscribe but not download. They don't download the first three episodes anymore. Well, they they um, they definitely have this. This functionality too, in addition to that, that, um, uh, if you haven't listened to a downloaded episode, I think it is over, I think three episodes or something like that, that they turn it off. So it's three to five. They stop downloading. So, you know, everyone is, Oh my God, this is going to change my numbers. Well, no, this has been a default feature mm-hmm. <laughs> in Apple podcast app for a long time. Yeah. So this, this premise that somehow, um, Downloads doesn't map to listens. I think is is um, I don't know is probably a little off the mark. Um, well, yeah. the 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 consideration here is now is that everyone is going to down. I mean, to live stream or to play. Right, just well, click play is where where this is going. Right, right. But in be all honesty, if, if everyone really pays attention to what's happening specifically, and only the Apple Podcast app. And again, other apps have different functionality and different ways of, you know, if, if you're on Overcast and you subscribe to a show, it starts downloading them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's a, the difference between Overcast and Apple Podcasts. But on Apple Podcasts, if you subscribe to a show and then don't play it right away, it asks you when you play the, you know, try to play the first episode, do you want to download it? it there's a there's a pop-up that pops up and says, do you want to download older episodes or, or you have to manually download them if you don't get that pop-up. So, right. um, we know just based on long-term usability from podcasters that people are listening as much as they are as pre-downloading and it's been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that there's been a lot of research done that, that shows that, um, you know, people listen, uh, listen pretty much to all the episodes that are downloaded. 
Um, so, I mean, and, and if, if Apple's limiting that downloads based on that listening, then you can see how that maps to, to, to the numbers being consistent on that. Um, I don't but, know. but their numbers aren't going to change because of this update from subscribe to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can see, are you sure that that's, I mean, are we positive that's true that there won't be some change um, using that terminology difference? I wonder if there's well, again, yeah. if we're just looking at metrics, less of a commitment. Um, well, I think less? we both recognize there is a potential less commitment. But again, if your download numbers right now have been averaging a thousand downloads an episode. Right. And Apple Podcasts is renamed from subscribe to follow. As soon as this new app comes out, your downloads are going to still be a thousand. Now, how that changes the functionality or how that changes the mentality going forward? Well, I think time will tell how this is going to play out. Right. Um, so, if you have a bunch of episodes that are in your library in the app, um, the status of those as auto downloads um, will go away, right? Again, here's the key. It, 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 it really depends on the listener, what they do. And again, this is only the podcast, this is an Apple podcast app. And anyone that's played with that and subscribe, you know, I've done it. I've, I've subscribed to a show. I've listened to two or three episodes. I've went away for a month. I come back and it says, oh, Hey, you want to, you know, I go to click play and mm-hmm. none of those new ones have been downloaded. So I have to either download them and play or just play and the other ones don't get downloaded. So I think the measurement where we already cover in the IB spec what happens when someone clicks play because it looks exactly like a download. So let's, you know, it's really not streamed anymore, but it is a an active play, which I like to refer to. But you can't tell the difference between an active play and a um and a and a true subscribe download it all looks the same unless the person cuts out early i've heard some people in the industry have said that uh, this is a death knell to downloads todd did you know that um okay well, they've been trying to kill the download for years and it's it, it is what it is and right. but in no one's no one's statistics for their current shows should change one iota because of this update yeah so if anybody in the um, in the audience here wants to you know raise their hand and step up and and give their their thoughts and opinions on this topic the the change with um, Apple Podcasts you're you're welcome to kind of come up here and give us your your thoughts I think we've got one one person that that stepped up here um, so I'll bring bring them up to the stage here uh, uh, Paul Paul Spain so I'll I'll add Paul up here and get his thoughts. And I think there's a couple others. Paul, um, thanks for, for stepping up and coming up to the stage here. We are putting this out as a podcast just to let you know. So um, what's your thoughts on the changes that Apple's made? Yeah, look, I'm of, I'm of two minds. I've, you know, I've heard this, um, you know, the comments all along around uh, confusion with subscribe. And I think, uh, like many have addressed them by putting subscribe free on the website just for absolute clarity. Right. Uh, I'm not sure we necessarily need the change, but 
I don't think we're going to turn it back. This seems to be the direction it's it's going. It's uh, it's all yeah. about follow, and uh, we're we're kind of stuck with it, right? I'm not sure that uh, Apple and others, um, well, they they've responded to something. I don't think they're necessarily going to respond to other uh, comments and to turn turn back the tide of change. Yeah, I tend to think, you know, I tend to agree with you that that this is a a terminal change that was on on the path for a long time because Google's been doing the same thing, Spotify's been doing the same thing, so this is really kind of a response to the changes in the market. Um, I don't know, Todd, what's your thoughts on that? Well, you know, again, I'm not against change, but um, I just go back to the roots a little bit and understand that there's a different commitment level between subscribe and follow. Uh, if I don't like something on YouTube, I unsubscribe from it. Um, generally, if I don't like something someone is saying on Facebook, I generally don't unfollow them or unfriend them. So I, I think there is a a fundamental commitment difference. Now, most people say that's bullshit. They'll say that's you know you're you're not uh, you're not making any sense. But uh, time will tell. Maybe it'll drive more people to follow and maybe audience numbers will go up. So I just, uh, fundamentally go back to, you know, what you, what you really have had happen. And maybe it's all semantics. It's just words. So maybe it doesn't really matter is that when someone subscribed, it was a commitment to listen to or watch a show. Same thing on YouTube. You make a commitment to watch a channel. And when you follow someone, it is, I, I truly believe, a different commitment level. But maybe that's where we're at today. And maybe I'm wrong completely. I can be, you know, I'm not saying I'm right here. Because people, a lot of people don't seem to recognize fundamentally the, the difference. But it's also a different time. We're not in 2005 anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's true. I know I brought up uh, Christine um, and... Christine, what's your thoughts? And just wanted to remind you that we're we're recording this and putting it out as a podcast. Hello, Hi. Rob, Todd, Paul, and and Paul. Uh, glad to be on stage. Thanks for having me. I'm with Podcast Coaching with Christine. And so here are my thoughts. To me, Apple making this change, this seems like they're ready to scale in a way that they maybe haven't before. Mm-hmm. Because I think that there is still a large audience of people who haven't started listening to podcasts, but they'd like to. And perhaps by changing this word from subscribe to, to follow, um, that will make more sense to more people. I think that when I talk to people who want to start listening to podcasts, uh, they they tend to be a little bit confused, like, oh, what does it mean to subscribe? Right. And what's the difference between a play and a download? And so I think that this is kind of like this standardization that's happening. I think that there's a lot of standardization happening just all over the podcasting space. At least that's what it seems like these past few years. And I think this is just one more thing. And, and Apple's, Apple's joining in. I think that uh, Spotify and has already been doing this. Um, and I, I had one more thought, but it, it left my mind. So, so back to you. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, I think Christine, you've got a good point. I, I think it, it could be less of a, um, perceived obstacle to, 
because of the unclarity around the word subscribe, that maybe it's it, it's a more friendly term that people are uh, more accustomed to uh, and may get more more people listening. I can certainly I certainly hope that that's correct. Yeah. But you know, Rob, in the end, you still bill your podcast by the download, not by the play. So you know, there's a narrative to try to change things to right. play versus download, and they're one and the same. Does this mean that that we get more partial plays, or I don't know that it, it's really going to change that too much. I think we still have a lot of partial plays. Well, we, you know, we've been tracking partial plays at Blueberry for many years, and our podcasters as have access to that partial play data. So, you know, you know what you see, and again, we go back to fundamentals that we've talked about on this show for many years, is that first 24 hours where you see this huge spike in maybe subscribe slash 100% downloads, and then after that first 24 hours, then the we start seeing the partial play data track up. So I think what you'll find is if that number shifts more, then, for example, let's say you have on the first 24 hours a uh, 1,000 completed downloads that basically said, hey, I delivered the whole file. And then over the next three days, you've got three, four, five hundred partial plays along with some downloads. And if that number shifts, so all of a sudden, now that you're getting 300 partial plays on day one versus a thousand downloads, um, that's where things could potentially change if fundamentally people are no longer via other apps truly subscribe. But again, the rest of the podcast space is and all the apps that are out there have a default functionality of new episodes out. Download it so you can make it available wherever you may be. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know that I I like that Apple has, um, and this is the impression that I'm getting, has removed the the auto-download feature. I, um, you know, I'm not quite sure. Um, well, they haven't removed it, Rob. They have, it's not turned on by default. You can still, you, on an episode by episode or show by show basis, you can still have it automatically download. You can. Okay. I, I had the impression that it was completely, the functionality had been completely removed. Unless I'm mistaken, I do, do not think that's the case. And if, if they have, then that, then this, yes, there's going to be a fundamental impact. So we'll have to, you know, those that have the beta will have to tell us whether or not you can still, on a show-by-show basis, automatically download the episode. I, I would hope so because uh, I rely on that when I get on airplanes or go places and I don't have good connectivity. Yeah. Paul, uh, thanks for stepping up, uh, Paul Culligan. Um do you happen to have any kind of insight, uh, Paul, on what, whether or not Apple has fully removed the the download functionality entirely. I don't know. And what's your thought? Nope. nope. Uh, don't know on that one. But okay. I I think the key is, and it's it's kind of fun to see, you know, some old school in here, some new school in here, some uh, Boston school in here. I I, I see Mr. <laughs> Webster in the audience. You'll be great you know, if Tom Tom could jump up too, right? And and and, and I. I think what's really interesting is, is you know, in the early there's sort of this subtext of the uh, um, frustration with the press kind of reporting things to be um, bigger than they are or not as important as they are. And, and, and I think there's this issue in podcasting, and it's, it's a pretty massive one. Everybody wants to lump all podcasts into the same, you know, um, 
world. I, I'm, we're working with a client right now in the medical space who keeps saying, but Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan, you know, and like, you know, your doctor space, the Joe Rogan audience, very different, you know, in, in, in many ways. I like Todd, you know, uh, like change the terms. It doesn't change any interaction that I have. It doesn't change anything that I do. It doesn't change, you know, my audience of podcasters, my little show, you know, but what, what is interesting is there is a whole world and, and Tom, I'm going to butcher the number here, but, but Tom always speaks to the other percentage, the people who aren't on this on, on, on a regular time. And, and that's, that's really important. And anything that we can do that brings on people who get confused by subscribe. I don't get confused by subscribe versus, versus follow. I don't think anybody in this group probably is confused by subscribe versus follow. I think the question is, is who is concerned by subscribe versus follow and what will that do? And I think that's the question of play here. I think any, any good techie podcast like the new media show, you're not going to see a single thing. Nothing's going to change in any way, shape or form. You know, but in, in other shows where they're not as techie, you know, maybe haven't been in this as long, maybe haven't done other things. Um, I think we'll see changes, but it's not going to be across the industry. It's going to be across the audience. It's going to be across the show. It's going to be across the demographic. Mm-hmm. And I think we as podcasters, I think our job is to make this as, you know, as, as attainable by anybody, any way, shape or form. I mean, I mean, that's, that's the brag of the podcast. We're all on listening to Rob and Todd at, you know, 1230 Pacific time. The beauty of the podcast is we can listen whenever we want, wherever we want, however we want on any device that we want. Right. And that's, that's the beauty of all this. So I think anything that potentially makes this bigger, I'm all for, but don't assume that just because one demographic this is good for, it's good for the rest of the demographic. You know, the, the sandwich I made myself for lunch today before, you know, I, uh, I tuned in here is sure it's technically a sandwich, but it's nowhere near what I'd get at the local shop, you know, or, or anything like that. We just can't drop all podcasting into one category and call it good. Paul, I, you know, I think I agree with you. I, I, I don't see this as a negative. Uh, you know, I, I, again, it's one of those things where Folks that are savvy about podcasting are going to follow, subscribe. You know, they're, they're going to continue to to to, to uh, you know to engage with shows that that they like. So, um, but again, I think you're right. There might be a percentage of listeners out there that you know, the connotation of subscribe is not good. But it, you know, I still continue to go back and say, hey, you subscribe to YouTube channels, so what's the difference? And um, so it, it, it is what it is, and if follow turns out to be successful, great, because I think you and I are both on the same page. We don't care where they listen, how they listen, or when they listen, as long as they listen. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and if this is going to do no damage, which I think is the case, and it has the potential for good, let's track it. Let's find out what happens. Yeah, I think it's it's it has the potential of being being a, a good good change. Um, and it starts to use a probably a more friendly um, term, I guess, too. That even even the younger generation is more accustomed to, right? Yeah. So as you look at what's what's been happening on Spotify, Spotify has been picking up, you know, uh, listeners and the kids, right? Exactly, and yeah. <laughs> that's that's a younger demo, and it's probably happening with uh, Google Podcasts as well. So that's why we've seen those 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 shifts. Um, so. You know, I'm I'm optimistic that it's going to work out okay. I'm 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 thinking that there's probably going to be a metrics impact here, but I'm not clear exactly what it is yet. Yeah, I I, I predict no metrics impact whatsoever. Okay. 
We'll be huh? trying to compare different volumes of shows and different types of shows. I've got a couple that it might have an impact on, um, and there's a couple I think will have no impact on at all. You know, I I think I think what's key here is is the problem is when a bunch of new media types get together and talk about new media with new media types. You know, we we have a closed language. You know, my my dear mom to this day, if you ask her what I do, she'll tell you, you know, he he does something for Apple. You know, and, and you ask her if she's ever heard one of these things, she'll say no because it's too expensive. And then if you say that, you know, why won't your boy buy you an Apple, she'll say, you know, it's too complicated. And the fact of the matter is I went over to her place a couple of years ago, and she had the iHeartRadio app on her Kindle Flyer. I didn't know mom knew how to install apps. You know, and I told mom, you know, mom, I'm on there. And she goes, no, you're not, son. That's just for radio. You know, I, no, mom, I'm, I'm on the iHeartRadio. She looks at me and, and that smile that only mom can give. I'm like, are you on the radio now? Like she was so proud of me, you know, and so we got a lot to do in the world of making podcasting terminology accessible to the entire planet. And anybody who tries to do that is going to help. And I am going to uh, uh, give over the remainder of my time to the gentleman from Boston because I see he's on stage. So <laughs> take it away, Webby 2001. <laughs> hey, Tom, thanks for stepping up and coming up and talking to us. So I know you. You've definitely got your your thoughts on it from your your research that you've been doing uh, with the Edison research folks um, on uh, on this topic, right? Yeah, I just you know, and I won't take up too much of your time, guys. I really just wanted to listen in, but I, you know, we know from repeated surveys with people who don't listen to podcasts who do have an interest in spoken word audio, who know what the term is, they just they're just not into it. Uh, we know that just about half of them believe that subscribing to a podcast costs money. And as ridiculous as that sounds to, I mean, look, Todd, I've listened to your show since almost since the beginning. Uh, that's to us. That just sounds ridiculous. Um, but but it is that way. And I hear people say that that's what YouTube does. Well, that's fine. But I, I think most of us don't really pitch our podcasts for YouTube. Right. We, we pitch them. Uh, to, to common podcast clients and players. And now, you know, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, they all use the terminology follow. And that, A, I think makes things very, very clear. People understand follow mm-hmm. from social media. Uh, and also it, you know, obviously it sets up Apple and Spotify and Stitcher, all three of whom have a, uh, a, a dog in this fight to be able to charge for subscriptions and for some podcasters perhaps to make money. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I guess it's Google podcasts, Castbox, and overcast and Castro that are still using the word subscribe. Um, so I'm curious how long it's going to take for those platforms to make this change too. I don't know. There's a couple of hardcore guys in there. We'll see. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's a good, it's a good point, but I do agree with you, Tom, that, that it does set up uh, the whole industry, really, uh, Apple included, to to transition that subscribe word o- over to maybe more of a premium model on these platforms too, which is, um, I think, something that the industry needs. But, well, uh, like, you know, you have to look at the implementation timeline on that. So let's say they change the word to follow, which they have, and then they come back in two months later and all of a sudden now say, hey, you can – subscribe to premium podcasts through our platform oh boy you know i hope they leave enough time in between those two announcements not because i think that'll just raise as much confusion as anything right there's gonna have to be a gap in that time frame right for, for that to work um sam thanks for stepping up on on stage it's great to have you up here we are recording this as a podcast so uh what's your thought on this topic on the change that apple's made 
Yeah, appreciate you guys having me on. Um, you guys just kind of said it. Um, I, I don't think Apple's doing this to necessarily stay hip or, you know, necessarily help the podcasters with their metrics or make it like less committal. Um, I think they're kind of looking at the premium model um, and like what's going on in the future um, and how, how, how they can kind of like support the podcaster by app like allowing monetization kind of structure. That's where I think it's going. So I think it's really preparing for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but to what Todd said, um, it'll make it very confusing um, if they don't leave at least like a more than a couple months in order to do that. Yeah. I think that there's gotta be some, some distance in that. I know Tom, do you have any thoughts on um, what Apple should do if, if you think they are going to transition to a to a paid model, if if that's something that would happen probably in a in a year, or a couple of years, or do you think that they're ever going to do it? Uh, I think it you know as Apple continues to transition into a, a services model, whether that just gets included with the bucket of Apple TV, right. uh, you know Apple and all of that, that that may be true. I think you know Jermaine to a lot of the folks who you know use your hosting services, both of you, and, and listen to this show, I also think it could be a little bit of a trap. Uh, it sounds great. Oh, I can make some money from my podcast. But as soon as you do that, then your podcast functionally disappears. I mean, even Howard Stern disappeared when he went to Sirius XM from a large portion of the population. Um, so you either you know have to be prepared for that, have two different streams of content, you know, I hope podcasters don't necessarily fall into that trap because you you're already going to need to have an audience that people uh, of people that will pay for your content to make that work. So I guess for that to work, uh, that premium model would have to be supported by by the whole industry, right, across all the listening apps for it to really. So we don't have this uh, this you know certain shows are only available on one platform on a premium model. Um, it's the option that you can have your show. Now, granted, each of those platforms may want to have exclusive shows that's only available on their platform, and that may be the, the interesting model between what Audible's doing and and the Amazon Music um, platform. I don't, I don't know, Todd, have you thought about that, um, that connection between Amazon Music and Audible when it comes to paid versus free podcasts? Well, I just think a little bit, on let's say three months from now, Alpha says we're going to support premium podcasting and it'll be part of, you know, their normal paid offering of content. I, I think a lot of, I think Tom's right. I think a lot of podcasters will see that as the, you know, potential golden goose that laid the golden egg. But with that comes, you know, a mind shift in the content. And first of all, you gotta have a big enough audience to do that to even make it financial sense. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think though that Apple is going to play ball with other platforms. I think it'll be an Apple, it'll be an Apple thing. That's what Apple does. Uh, I, I just don't see them saying, Hey, Spotify, Hey, uh, Google, we're going to implement this, uh, premium model so that if you want to listen to Todd and Rob's premium podcast from the new media show that you can pay $4.99 on Apple, $4.99 Google, and $4.99 on Spotify, that's not going to work. Uh, they're going to keep that to themselves. Yeah. The, I'd look. Oh, go can ahead. I jump in for a second? Yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead, Paul. The premium space 
you know, has been elusive for the decades that we've been doing this. You know, I, I, I built the first premium podcasting platform and, you know, killed it before it became popular. And, you know, all three of my clients were, you know, thrilled with it, if you will. I think what Tom said is really, really important. Um, it makes sense for someone like Amazon to throw $10 million at someone to now say they've got some premium podcasts to enhance their very profitable Amazon Prime line. Um, it makes a lot of sense for Apple to add to their, you know, Uber, Uber service, um, a bunch of premium podcasts. It, it makes a lot of sense for them. However, the individual podcaster really has to run those numbers, not just, you, you know, what are you going to get? How long is the contract? I remember a couple of years ago when CBS signed up, you know, like a thousand names, I think it, it, it felt like, and then, you know, it was going to give everybody expert download, but no downloads came as, as a result. It's, it's the same exact thing. Um, Premium podcasting might be the smartest thing, or it might be a very, very smart thing for Apple. Might be a very, very smart thing for Amazon um, or Spotify, but not necessarily a smart thing for the podcaster. And those numbers have to be run. So the question about Amazon and Audible, um, we've got an author who's a New York Times best-selling author, blah blah blah, for whatever that's worth. Um, we emailed this list once, and we said that his podcast was available on Audible um, because that's where you go for books. You know, mm-hmm. ten percent uptake. Immediately following. And it wasn't like they, they didn't jump from Apple over to Audible because the, uh, the downloads went up 10% as a result of a single email saying that there is this, this new platform. So associating yourself with some of these other people, you know, I mean, we talk about the association of subscribe versus follow. Well, Audible is where you get the good stuff from the books and the fact that you can get this thing free from Audible. It, it wasn't a podcast. It was an Audible play. So we want to be careful. We want to think through the whole process, but it's got to be done on the show basis. Do not make any decisions about your show based on some big investment that Spotify makes. Right. And for those of you that are not aware, if you have submitted to Amazon, you are on Audible. So your show is listed on Audible as well as the manufacturing search for your show on the, on the Amazon Marketplace and find it. Can I jump in here? Yeah, Paul, go ahead. I'm, I'm, um, I mean, uh, you know, I guess this is something that we've all been thinking about for a, for a long time in terms of um, – you know, paid premium podcasts and how that will, that will play out. And, um, yeah, it looks like we, we could well see a, you know, a really interesting sort of splintering, uh, if a bunch of players sort of come in and offer different options. I don't know how that plays out for the podcasters. And I guess then there's sort of the, the Apple cut that they tend to sort of take through the app store. Um, you know, I think, you know, people aren't, you know, super excited about even the cut that, uh, Patreon takes, which, uh, can it, correct me if I'm wrong, is sort of, you know, maybe 5% or so plus, uh, any credit card fees. So, you know, I wonder what sort of ambitions that, uh, Apple would have on that front. Oh, well, you're giving 30% of your revenue back to Apple is a bittersweet pill, but you just watch, Paul. They'll, there'll be people leaping, uh, attempting to monetize their shows. So I don't think Apple, Apple's smart. Come on. You know, they're listening. We have Apple team members that listen to the show. Um, they're smart. They listen to everybody in the space. So, you know, Apple is going to make a move if they go into premium podcasting that I just don't think they'll open that up to everybody. I think they'll do some cherry picking and probably do the same model as Spotify, try to lock up a couple of key names. Um, they understand what the numbers are for the majority of shows. So 
you know, they got the client side data. They know how long they're listening and everything. So, uh, whatever Apple does, if they do it in a premium space, they're going to do it in a smart way that those that are involved, they're going to succeed because that's the last thing you want is open something up and then have a thousand podcasters jump in there and get a, a premium account and then Three months later, they're all complaining because they've made no money. Apple's not going to do that. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I know they hired a bunch of um, content people over, over there that are involved in original content at, at Apple now in the audio space. But if you look at the the iOS app, I mean, a lot of that audio content is showing up um, as as part of the the kind of news app experience in, in there too. It's not so much. Uh, considered a what I would consider to be a podcast, but it's interesting that they are starting to move in that direction of creating, you know, original audio content. Um, and who knows, that could turn into a to you know a much bigger project, not unlike what we've seen at, at Spotify and other other platforms as they get into the the content side of things too. But I know James Cridlin, who would love to have here, um, made a, a a post on uh, his his newsletter today is saying since podcasts will now stream by default, he's talking about the Apple click play experience here and, and this will have a negative impact on your download figures and that um, of Apple's market share, but may end up uh, more revenue from DAI, which is dynamic ad insertion. We uh, think you might warn your clients um, in advance. I don't know, Todd, what do you think? You know, I don't think DAI um, is going to be dramatically impacted by this. What's your thoughts? I'm going to, again, I'm going to take an exception based upon what's happened over the past couple of years. Again, if you have had an Apple podcast app, you right. subscribe to a show. It doesn't automatically start downloading. It hasn't for a long time. So I don't believe there's going to be any impact. There's this assumption that this is a new change. This is not. This is not a new change. This has been happening for a while. So I'll take exception with, the, with what um, James has said. And um, maybe he just didn't know that wasn't what was, what was happening with the Apple Podcast app. Okay. Yeah. Does anybody else have a comment on that? I have a question. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Wendy. Thanks for stepping up and, and coming up here. We are recording this as a podcast. Just wanted to let you yeah. know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Rob. Um, so I have a question about the Audible and Amazon. So I have two podcasts, and my podcasts are on Amazon, and they're also on Audible. And But uh, another profession that I have is an Amazon seller for a hard good on Amazon, so I kind of understand the dynamics of all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think for me, um, my question is, I don't understand if my podcast is actually on Audible. And Audible is pretty much a paid-for-play platform, right? You're going there and you're going to download a book. Then why is how do I control anything about my podcast that is on Amazon and Audible and I don't really understand why I'm on Audible if I can't charge people to listen to my podcast? Well, um, Audible created a, a, fee, a free access plan um, that gives uh, people access to the podcast through through Audible. Um, but I think that that doesn't exclude people that are paying a subscription from getting access to podcasts. So I think your comment is, is accurate on that front. 
Well, it's else? like, but as a creator, how do I, how do I control? How do I do, you know, do I have any rights actually as a creator on, on because my podcast is on Audible? That's actually really what I'm asking. Uh, I think it's uh, the same type of relationship that you have with Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For, for podcasters that submitted their shows to Amazon through their hosting partners, your hosting partner should have displayed to you a, a terms of service. And, of course, no one reads those. Um, or if you went directly to Amazon to submit your show. So it, it, within that terms of service, I believe, and again, uh, I'm not a lawyer. I believe that they have their bases covered, and they said you're going to be able to be covered on um, Amazon Music, and uh, and you'll be on uh, on Audible both. So, which which my mine is Lipson, by the way. So um, I'm sure that's probably the case. I'm just really looking at it from the perspective of, you know. Uh, I number one. I think Apple is probably getting ready to do their own original content. Obviously, it's going to be like you know any other place that they have these really awesome original content audio productions, and that's more than likely what they're probably gearing up to do. Because and they and I think that they're testing out their audio on uh, their news thing that they do. You know, mm-hmm. Rob, where yeah. you can actually listen right. to the news. Right. Yeah. So, um, but if they're going to move into followers and things like that, I mean, what happens to us podcasters that have been there for a hundred years, um, and have had several different shows and are continuing to grow it, that becomes a real mess. Um, but I, I know that, you know, my podcast, all of a sudden I, I found out yesterday that my podcasts were on some random, <laughs> you know, platforms somewhere in the world. And it was really kind of interesting. Right. And, um, so it was just, it's, it, for me, it was just really a question of, uh, I think it's going to always ever be changing because it always is. But, um, as the face of everything is changing, we as content creators can't be left behind, you know, and think that we just keep creating content because we have this passion to be in podcasting, yeah. um, without, you know, and, and I feel as though that could happen to like indie podcasters, right? Yeah, so you're you're feeling like it, that you know these big platforms are are kind of taking advantage of the availability of this content and not really you know enabling you to have much control or involvement in in that exactly. that process, okay. right? I get that, yeah. sure. And then as we see the the distribution of podcasts expand globally, um, like we're seeing a lot of growth in India right now um, off of the two big platforms that are in India, Ghana and uh, and. Geosabin, which gives us access to about 275 million um, music streaming listeners in in that country, which is huge. You think about it. Um, I was 130 on Ghana. Yeah. I was number 130. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I thought that was awesome too. Yeah, but yeah. So as we see more markets around the com- around the world open up to podcasting. Um, we're going to see opportunities like that happen more and more. I, I mean, there's obviously a limit to that just based on language, but, um, but that seems to be the, the next, you know, the, the next phase that we're coming into. There's no question about it. Tom, I, you had a, uh, a comment, uh, about the prior conversation that we were talking about, about the, the download figures and, and streaming. I don't know. Did you want to chime in yeah, on that? I- I, I, I think I agree with Todd that, uh, I'm not sure your download figures are going to go down necessarily because okay. Apple has had that default behavior. And my understanding is that 
that uh, the only thing that follow does is is really change the nomenclature. It, by default, you will be notified, but but uh, but content will not download, right. um, which has already been the case. Uh, but I also I what I don't think will happen is that if you are already subscribed to a podcast that uh, you know then following that podcast would be converted in such a way that would change your default settings for it. So I, I don't think if you're already set to download, I don't think that change will will change that so that you no longer download it. Oh, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Yeah. So I don't. I, if you already have a setting to download it, I don't think follow is going to monkey with that. So I'm not sure that your downloads will go down in a in a hugely noticeable fashion. But that said, anything's possible. I, you know, my prediction is Tom that it's just a label change. So. I, I, I get it based upon what the default behavior been of uh, specifically Apple Podcast app for a while will not change. I did want to make a comment to Wendy. Um, Wendy, Rob and I have talked a lot on this show over the years about podcasters' rights and being left behind. And, you know, there's lots of things that could happen that haven't happened. You know, one of the things we've talked about before is that it could happen at some point that Spotify wraps advertising around our content. Um, and that has a potential of making some people upset because maybe it's going to interfere with an advertiser that you're running in your show. Um, that hasn't happened yet. So we've, you know, we've kind of talked about that as a hypothesis in the past. Um, but I think what we all have to realize, and I kind of said it earlier when I, when Paul was making a comment was, to date, the way the podcasting space has really worked is, um, you know, the syndication and distribution of podcasts has, uh, the way the space has grown so fast is because of the open nature of RSS and us being able to have this syndication potentially with very few gatekeepers. And the beauty, the true beauty of podcasting is that people can almost listen anywhere now. Uh, there's a new player that's going to be coming down the streets in, a, in about a week. Um, that's going to even expand distribution even more. So I think as content creators, this gives us more opportunity to be able to reach more people in more places um, that may discover your show or get a recommendation for someone that found it. So um, our, what we have to do as, as content creators is first and foremost build our shows, build our brands, build our advertising or support models, whatever it may be, donation or whatever, and then what these other platforms do, we're along for the ride and we just, we, we do us, they do them and we, we ride the coattails of having access to these, these amazingly big audiences on platforms like Spotify. I totally, totally, totally agree. Um, totally agree. Got it. But there, I also, I also know, and if you guys, you know, aren't part of podcast movement and all of that and these Facebook groups that I'm podcasting. Mm-hmm. You know, I come from the, the radio side also, the digital live streaming talk shows and, and all that good stuff. And this has been last two years is my but my first time in true, you know, uh hardcore podcasting, right? Not video casting, but podcasting and building your audience with podcasting only and no live stream through digital radio and internet and all that good stuff. So anyway, um but there are so many people and so many vulnerable people that are jumping into podcasting every single day, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I just see it as like this rabbit hole of, 
you know, just the naive getting into something. And then it, it's, it's, yeah, it's a beautiful landscape. I agree. I think it's wonderful that, you know, I can, my 10 minute podcast can be number 30 in, in Ghana, in 130 in Ghana. That's awesome. Right. I don't think anybody else is listening to it, but they are. You know, it, it's a hard road to hope that's out there. And there are so many people jumping yeah. into this space. So I don't know if that's got to do anything with anything, but it will continue to grow for that reason also. Yeah, I think you see a lot of it um, in in this platform, Clubhouse. Um, I think there's a lot of, lot of new podcasters in this platform that are learning and trying to learn um, how to do this, how to grow a show, how to be a podcaster and stuff like that. And I think there's a lot of information that shared, you know, Todd has been fairly um, outspoken about, you know, some of the things that he's heard happen in, in clubhouse rooms around recommendations on how to, how to conduct the podcast and, and do it properly. Um, though, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I, I have this opinion that everybody comes into it with a blank canvas and can make uh, what they want. Uh, at the end of the day, sure, there's, um, there's things that people have learned and what works and what doesn't work, but at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's whatever you want to do is kind of, kind of the bottom line here. And plus, I wanted to mention too that I thought it was fascinating that, uh, I guess we had Podfest Cairo, um, happen down, um, um, on, online it was a virtual event, but it was based out of uh, um, North Africa up there on March 7th. I thought it was interesting, Todd, that they had 70 attendees to that. Uh, so you're really seeing podcasting really kind of get ingrained into all parts of the world right now. And I think it's really an interesting development that we're seeing happen. And I think it has a lot to do with uh, the expansion of Spotify and the expansion of Apple into all these countries around the world, but it just really points to just how significant this medium has become. Is there anybody else that wanted to add to that? Rob, I, I would get add one comment that I'm spending more time on the phone now with um, foreign clients. Uh, I've seen a big surge of uh, too. things in the Middle East and places that typically hasn't had a lot of uh, – Podcast expansion, sometimes it's because of the political issues or, you know, freedom of speech issues, but, you know, the things are changing, you know, specifically at UAE and how um, some of their laws have changed and people are being able to be more free about what they talk about in subjects that maybe in years past they would not. Uh, time will tell how that develops, but um, I did have one additional topic I wanted to talk just a little bit about Rob today, but it is completely different than everything we've talked about. No, that's fine. Let's let's go ahead and jump to something new. So I've kind of made the realization <clears throat> and it came to me a couple of days ago that we have a I wouldn't call it a crisis, but we have a, I, I have more concern than I've ever had in a long time. And it really kind of what triggered me was um, I was in a Facebook group, a podcast group, and what I'm starting to see is, Rob, have you ever been in one of those exercises where someone tells a story to one person and that person tells a story to a second person, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and the audience is watching. By the time they get to the seventh person who tells a story, it's completely different than the original story. Have you ever been in one of those exercises? Oh, yeah. No, I can see how that happened, too. <laughs> yeah, so I think what we're starting to see is an effect of 
this type of thing happening to in regards to podcast advice. And I've gotten to the point where it, sure, I can go in those forums and, you know, speak up and, you know, be the guy that says, you know, eh, that's not quite right. But it's at this point, I think it's kind of a lost cause. And um, I think what we should do is I hope this audience, the people that listen to this show, the 15,000 plus podcasters that listen to this show and have listened to us for years. And if you agree with Rob and I's philosophy on podcasting is is help us out. Help us help these new podcasters and giving them good advice and um, and understanding, number one, first of all, there's no rules. But number two, there are some fundamental things podcasters can do to, you know, to grow their shows. And I, I think we just need to I, – I really don't know what the solution is because it's it's out of control. And uh, uh, I had quite a thread on my Facebook page about it uh, the other day. And um, it really is kind of disheartening to me to a certain aspect. Um, and I've kind of come up with the adage, you can't save them all, but we've had so many people come in the podcasting space. We just got to find a way. And I'm not saying I'm the expert, but I'm just saying that there are, we just got to be able to help shape the message better. And I don't know how to do that at scale. Yeah, I don't know either, Todd. I mean, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, other than just getting involved, um, if you're talking about Clubhouse specifically in this, uh, I, I think that's the only thing that we can do is just get involved and try and put forth a a, a cohesive message around podcasting that um, is based on you know experience and 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 knowledge and not give people um, false kind of expectations. I, I guess is kind of what what can happen. But the podcasting space, unfortunately, you know, at the same time, it's gotten a little easier. Sure. Uh, uh, it's gotten a little harder too, I think, to, for people to understand, primarily on the distribution side. Uh, I, I keep having these conversations with people trying to explain how to get their show into all the different platforms and, and, and how that expansion is complicating, um, the understanding that new podcasters have. And, and as you're talking more specifically about Anchor, um, Anchor with their automated click one button to submit to a bunch of, um, Platforms, uh, Apple specifically, it just adds to the confusion around um, that ability. But you can see where that actually is a pretty appealing thing to do is just click one button and get everywhere, right? It is, and I wish they would level the playing field and allow us all to do that properly with the podcaster's email versus, uh, you know, some corporate email address. But, you know, we again, we've covered this before. But what I was, re- I wasn't necessarily referring to Clubhouse, Rob, but my Prior comment, I was talking about some Facebook groups and oh, some very large Facebook groups. Right. Yeah. yeah. Is there anybody else that wants to chime in on that topic, the, the things that they've heard or things, the ways that can, we can improve? Can, I, I hate to dominate, but uh, that's where my heart just bleeds. I see people, I go on to the Facebook groups. There's there's two, actually, that I'm not that active on, but I think, Rob, you see me there every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think what happens is, is that um, I found this working in the inventors world years ago. You know, I, I, I taught and created programs for inventors that were a safe forum for them to come to and learn about direct response marketing and their products and blah, blah, blah. And so I've always liked to look out for the other guy. And I don't see people, I see people trying to look out for the other guy or the new podcaster or whatever, the person that's saying, you know, 
how many downloads before I shoot myself in the head? Or, you know, I, I only have a hundred uh, downloads. Is it my Aussie accent that are, is keeping people from listening to my show? Things like this are being asked and people are chiming in and, and, um, and, and giving actually bad advice, but also bad mental advice to like, the confidence factor, you know, well, oh, I don't know about you, but, you know, I've got a thousand or a million and this, and there's so many variables that go into how many downloads somebody might have or whatever. But um, the bad advice I feel is, is because people don't want to be honest with someone and say, you know, maybe podcasting is not for you. You know, maybe you need to think twice about you know, what you're doing kind of thing. You, you know what I mean? Or they, they, they also post their artwork and they want people to chime in about their artwork, their cover art, right? And it's like, that's the last thing you should really be doing, I think. Um, no, I just think that there's a whole cohort of people out there that need, need some oversight, some protection. That's all in the podcast is. Yeah. Yeah. 